A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And, and welcome to the show um, that's powered by Acast. Now, I just want to say something um, uh, in terms of... Oh, the name of the show, of course. Oh, hang on. I have a good one. See, every time you just throw it in going, oh, by the way. I have well, a good I have, one. What about this? Okay. Mosnia Herzegovina. To, to, yes, not bad, yeah. Go on. Quite Kilty Marnock. Uh, or Ben Fecal. Ben Fecal is not bad. Hector, do you have any... Uh, I, I think I've been quite dominant in the last couple of weeks. Dominant. <laughs> well, Reg- Regarding the names of the show. Um, I did see one. I can't think of it. Great, that's good. I have uh, <laughs> I have one. Are you ready for this one? Okay. I think, I think this is a go word this week. Right. Bayer Leverkusen. What? See, we did that the other day. No, no, no. Kusen outside that lawn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> because we had Bayer Leverkusen. No. Bayer Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen. It's good. And, good. and okay. apart from that, we have an affinity with Kusen. Ah, we did. Ah, Lauren, pulling the boy in the Kusen <laughs> up along the behind the Jolly Mariner. Um, <laughs> that was the name of the, the harbour in Atlanta. The, the Jolly Mariner. No, that, that was the name of the pub beside the harbour. Oh, the Jolly Mariner was oh, the pub beside yeah. the harbour. Oh, we spent the um, time there. <laughs> just, so, sometimes... Um, we have to try and get Monksland into a, into a, a, a show one, one week. Why? That's where we spent all our time. Monksland, Natlone or Farnamanach. <laughs> um, so sometimes ads get put on the show, um, and I'm sure you've heard them. They get um, the, the the distribution is just a. We wouldn't be in control of the ads that get put yes. in, you know. And because this podcast is broadcast, it this podcast is broadcast in England. Sometimes we get English ads, and just in the terms of balance, it's, just, it's important to say that uh, maybe four or five weeks ago, <laughs> uh, unbeknownst to us, there was an ad. Uh, if you wanted to join the British Army, <laughs> so just in the in in the interest of balance, I, I just think we should say if you're interested in joining the IRA, I I would I don't even or the FCA, but what I don't even know like what are the IRA doing now? Li- lying in bed and lying in bed in the morning. They might be still running. Looking the out the window, machines. not looking, not much to do. I think they're going to landscape garden. <laughs> Watching a bit. Return McAdam. Do an ad for the IRA there. Watching Dr. Phil too much at 11 o'clock in the morning. Nothing to hope for during the day. That old balaclava just gathering <laughs> dust. In the- Pulling the quilt up around your head too often. Join the IRA. Be everything that you can be and blow up shit. Could you imagine? You could see them coming around. Right like there. science class. <laughs> oh, okay. so it's Bayer anyway. Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen. And, I like um, that. Uh, I'll get into that in a minute now. Right. We have some posts now. People are just sending us shit. We See, don't if you didn't say last week, don't send us anything. Now, 
now we're getting now, more and now more. Now, Tommy hit, more on, Tommy hit on it last week when he said people are just sending pe- the random misaddress. Hector, Larita, Tommy, Tiernan, gluten-free house, three old friends in a shed at the bottom of the garden on the road to Spiddle, Galway City. Oh, Stop it. Now, I, now if that was sent post. to forensics, who's going to open that? I'm not. No, Go on, you leave open it. Yesterday, we're recording this podcast on a Monday. Yesterday was the nicest day of sunshine. The last day of February was mm. the nicest day of sunshine. And I believe I had sort of a perfect day. A perfect day. Such a perfect day. Like, I got up. I'm I got up in the morning. I spent it with you. Oh, it's a perfect day. I keep you carrying You just keep me. No. That's uh, Mike Denver re- re- recovering from. <laughs> it's such a perfect day. So tell us about your perfect day. I got up yesterday morning. What time? Oh. This about half nine. And you're, are you still sleeping in the nip? Yes, I am. I'm sleeping like a baby. My REM and my fast. Babies don't sleep that much. I'm, I'm sleeping like a baby. And I got to go. Up at half nine. Up at half nine. New pair of jocks on. And down I went downstairs. T shirt, pair of jeans, no socks on because I'm feeling the earth. I'm oh, feeling yeah. the earth. All right. That I kind st- of Claire Galway surfer vibe. <laughs> Jesus I go downstairs, I had a lovely bit of brown bread and a cup of tea and then I went for a run and the sun was beautiful. I came back to the house, uh, the boys pottered off to play some AstroTurf football, I allowed them and then the missus said she's going for a walk and I said I'll do the dinner. So I got a lovely little bit of roast stuffed pork and I did roast potatoes Lovely. and we had peas, Gravy. carrot and parsnips and we had apple sauce. Man United were playing Chelsea, that was a bit of a cap but I had every, roo- every window in the house open. Then I said to the missus, she said, I better go down and get the paper. She said, do you want anything? And I said, will you get us a selection of classic ice pops? And I said, she said, what ones? Classic ice pops. I said, legendary request. Legendary. I said, she like, do you want banana? Have we enough bananas? That's the, type, we... that's the type of thing, actually. If you're on fucking death row on your last meal and said, <laughs> yeah. just get me a selection of classic ice pops. <laughs> I love it too, I'm sir. sorry, sir. <laughs> you heard me, motherfucker. I want a chalk ice, a loop the loop. I want a fucking so a a magnum. She, I want... she was going out the door and I said, she got, I said, what else do we need? Oh, we need bananas. We need milk. Get them a few bagels. Yeah, get a f-. I said, get me a selection of classic ice pops. I said, she said, tell me. And I said, get me a brunch. Get, oh, yeah, brunch. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Get me a chalk ice and get a couple of Cornettos. And if they have a wibbly wobbly wonder. Oh, no, they oh, don't I can see them there. Do you know the way they execute you in America? They have yeah. you on a cross. It's kind of a, I can just fucking see you there walking down to get, to get killed for a crime that you didn't commit. They're only, they're only killing you because you're black and you're going down and you go fucking fuck you uh, you bunch of cunts I didn't do it <laughs> you have a fucking cornetto on I'm one innocent. hand I'm innocent I'm innocent I'm going to eat me brunch <laughs> do you have anything to say to the victims' families yeah it wasn't me no <laughs> no me brunch no me brunch so, fucking switch her up there you cunt <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here give me brunch me brunch fell out of me hand <laughs> So she, it was a perfect day, and then what? And then uh, we had the dinner. Everyone loved the dinner. The boys went in and went on Xbox. We had, we had the, we had Netflix to ourselves. Oh, and then last night at about n- quarter past nine, the fire was on, and I shouted to me young lad. I said, Shane, what? 
Go in there to the kitchen and get a brunch for your dad. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in then and he fires a brunch into me and he's eating a chock ice and he went, who got these? I said, mom got a selection of classic ice pop. He says, this fucking lovely, he said. I said, I know it is. So I got down, I got off the couch. This was the end of my perfect day. I got off the couch. I sat on the carpet in front of the fire. I nudged me back into me missus. I had a brunch watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Your mom was on 120. 25,000 euro and the missus started scratching the inside of my shoulder and I said this is a fucking perfect fucking day <laughs> Who was the first famous person that you ever saw in the flesh? Can you recall who it was? I remember growing up and my granny said to me that she saw Hurricane Higgins in the foyer of a hotel in Newbridge as she went over to say hello and he told her to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the first famous that person that I ever saw in the flesh, I think now, uh, I was kind of raking back through my mind. Like, I, it used to be in Galway in the late 1980s, um, the stunning were famous and I remember standing beside Joe Wall in Easton's Joe Wall used to play the bass with the stunning I remember standing beside looking at him going he's the coolest oh yeah he was all, he's Wall. always cool Joe Wall has never aged yeah, Joe Wall is he's, so, fucking leather jacket <laughs> leather cool jacket. as fuck <laughs> I think I think the first firm, famous person that I ever saw was Mike Scott from the Waterboys oh. and I'm not talking about going to a gig now uh, I lived out on Inish Moor for a little while, 1988. And but you were growing up then. Was there? Did you not meet anyone famous or see no, anyone famous when you were first, young? No, we don't. No, see Patrick Kavanagh's brother, Peter Kavanagh, came to Navan <laughs> yeah, to talk about to him, school, but he really wasn't famous. <laughs> He came to talk about him. We got into horror trouble. We got that bad day. trouble that go day. On, go on, tell no, us. Tell us. Go on. Come on. So okay. Tell so us. this tell is us. a big deal now because Kavanaugh was a big deal for course, poetry. Of course, so yeah. Patrick Kavanaugh's was brother was going round giving talks about uh, about his brother, and uh, what year we had a fella in our school. His surname was Cantwell, and his nickname was Cancer. <laughs> that was his name, Cancer. <laughs> and that's, you, you always go. That was his name. Why? Why is his name? That's, oh, I know. So why did you make up? His nickname was Cancer. No, just Cancer. We know we didn't associate with the disease. Yes, yes. It was yes, just I guess, Alan I guess. Cantwell. Alan Cantwell. Yes. What would we call him? Cancer. All right, Cancer. The fella got AIDS in first year. But anyway, so Cancer was there. Cancer. So, so were we third year, Tommy, or fourth year? I can't remember what year it was, but, but Peter Kavanagh's, Peter Kavanagh, Patrick Kavanagh's brother, a big fucking deal, like, was the, the poet's best friend and stuff like that. But fuck me, he wasn't a man to give a dynamic uh, speech presentation. See, we all, Anna, we, we, yeah. we were, we were well, all called into a big... It's a, it was in the science room at the tiered seat. Yeah, it was a big deal for us to go into the science room and it wasn't for science. It was like a lecture. A lecture about Patrick Gavner. Anyway, it went fucking on and 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 it wouldn't fucking stop. Just on and on and on and on and on and on and on. We lost interest after the first few ons. On and 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 on. We were bored. And then we started getting giddy. And then we then then the teacher said, Would anybody like to ask? Oh no. Would anybody like to ask a question? And then you can't ask questions. And then one fella says, What did your brother die of? 
And Peterson, cancel. <laughs> and we all just went, cancel. We were fucking best. We were best dead. Half of us were dead. We were best fucking dead. He couldn't understand why we were why all you going. Why were laughing? Did she get an awful trouble? Uh, we, uh, that I was did. the end of the questions. But uh, so uh, he was the only person I can recall from my childhood that might have been famous. But Mike Scott then was the first person, and I remember. So they came to Inishmore to do a gig and so we all kind of went down to the pier when the boat was coming in. And I was standing maybe a snooker table's length away from him and I remember, remember just going, fuck me. Because you know when you see somebody famous and it's almost like they have a big, big, huge face and it's shrunk down to this human size. When you see them. Yeah, and I kind of go, "How how can so big a face be so small and human? I'm fucking staring at him going and thinking to myself, it must be the coolest thing in the world to be Mike Scott from the Water Boys. So he was the first person I ever saw. Can you think of anybody? No, I don't know. I suppose because we played football, then it would have been like, I remember your man came, the awfully footballer, you know, what's his name? Darby. Seamus Darby. Seamus Darby, Darby came, yeah. yeah. He came to Knockmore for a dinner dance when I think he went missing for half the night. Shame. <laughs> we, the, the speeches was going on and everyone's like, where's Seamus gone? Where's Seamus? Seamus was gone up the town. Yeah. Seamus, Seamus I got read bored. The book. I read the That'd book. be a good documentary now for the podcast. You know, because the Where's George Gibney one was very popular. <laughs> so we go, where's Seamus Darby? I read his book. His book was uh, phenomenally honest and he would have a little shot of brandy before a match. Imagine. So if he had a shot of brandy before a match, I can imagine why he was like going down to <laughs> before more. the dinner dance. But you see, it wasn't a push. It was a little nudge in the hips. And if you look at it, it wasn't a push. It was always made out to be a push, but it was a lovely little nudge. And you see it all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it was a nudge that changed an empire. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who I saw. I saw... I don't know, obviously going to a gig, my first ever gig was seen Big Country in 1983 in the RDS, we all went up in the bus, I saw the look up and see Stuart Adamson and the oh, boys, yeah. but uh, I, did I tell you that T.R. Dallas came to the house once? No. T.R. Dallas he came. He came to our show, but. T.R. Dallas drove into our, we were out playing football at the time at the, at the, at the Palm Trees. My family would have a connection, my mum used to work in Athlone in Shannon. I know Gary, the son. No, there you go, he lives in Ballina. There you go. T.R. son, yeah. My Dad would always stop in in Brendan Shines before... Gary Dallas. Gary. <laughs> Gary D- <laughs> what the fuck did he do? Yeah, he plays for Leeds. <laughs> He's a real bad player. Uh, what's your name? <laughs> then, anyway, who, who, who fuck walks in there? Gary fucking Dallas. <laughs> With a fucking cowboy hat and spangles on his balls. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, glitter balls. <laughs> Gary fucking Dallas. Yeah, fucking Gary Dallas. Yeah. I said, sit yourself down, Gary. There's plenty to go around here. Yeah. I feel like we're on Emmerdale. <laughs> he used to say that when he was coming, you know. He, sh- he shout out his own name as he ejaculated. <laughs> now he's from Newcastle, is he, man? <laughs> <laughs> He'd be driving in. To, he'd be driving, where am I from now? Oh, my God. Uh, Delhi Grime. <laughs> Delhi Grime. <laughs> We were out with a size five at the bunch of palm trees that we used as goals and we were kicking ball and then all of a sudden this Mercedes pulled into the driveway. Oh, well, it wasn't a driveway. It was like just in the gate. <laughs> we didn't have 
end of a driveway. We just a fucking with a cement wall with this rackety old fucking fucking type of fucking five barrel ornate, gate. Five, five barrel gate. You know, you know the you know the ones you get the the ornate, yeah. and we used to have to paint it every year, and then. <laughs> And there was a sort of a, a, a middle of it where the cars drove in. And uh, T.R. Dallas gets out of the car. Well, when the door opened, I could see a Stetson in the back, at the back. You know where your man from fucking Churchill, the insurance guy. The, the, dog, oh, the dog, yeah. 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 There was a fucking Stetson there. And I was like, hey, 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 have a look at this. Well, the door opened and the foot came out. And it was a cowboy boot. Stop it. And he had a suit on. Did you think the gig was in your house or something? <laughs> he got out with the car and he was fucking huge, huge man. Well, boys, well, lads, well, boys. And then all of a sudden, Mickey came out and my mum came out and there was hugs and everything. And T.R. Dallas came into my house for a cup of tea and he put on the Stetson as he walked to the house. And I was just going, because the only man I had ever wow. seen the Stetson was Larry Hagman, was JR. You I, was were only, only I was only seven or eight. And I'm going, the fuck is this? That's magnificent. Look at the Stetson on your man. And then he pulled across the sliding door of the patio because we always had a front door. But then we decided in Ireland we'd better off putting another door outside the front door to keep the heat in the house. It was a, sli- oh, yeah, it was yeah. a sliding door. <laughs> you know, the sliding yes, door. Yeah. And then you'd have to put a, a lot little... of people know with patios at the back of the house. Yes. But not the Kilgots. No, we're we... at the front so people can see. We, are going, we have the front door, <laughs> but we're now going to put this thing called double glazing at the front of the fucking front door. And we're going to have an area in there that's a Solidified pocket of, co- uh, and it'll keep the house warm. And you oh, can yeah. put the plants in there and all. You yeah, can put the plants in, and it, there was always a little latch to go up yes. or a latch to go down. Yes, yes. And he went in and he looked round at me and he just winked at me and he the stetson on and a white cream suit and he just pulled the patio door behind him and we went, how fucking cool is that? Now, did you know who he was when he was walking? I knew he was yeah, a country singer. I knew because oh. my dad always used to stop in and Brendan shines in Athlone. Oh yeah, to have a oh, chat yeah. with Brendan. And yes. they're from, <laughs> from uh, all that sort of Moat. stuff and the Athlone. Moat with my godmother uh, all our godmother and godfather were from Moat just outside Man, in Man Temple we'd always an affinity with Moat and that area Damon Cocklands and the old Shebeen and all them pubs we and the Tan Yard and, and the Grand Hotel That's why you were so drawn to Moat lately Yes, yes, yes Yes, 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 yes So we'd have an affinity round there and then And did you get a picture with them? I don't remember but I just thought that's probably T.R. Dallas It was fucking huge back yeah, but uh, after wow. that, I don't remember seeing. Uh, uh, obviously, as you as you get older, go older, you meet other people. But that, imagine that pulling in in a Mercedes car to your house. And what well, he must have been on his way to. He a was gig. on his way to a gig. That's right. He was on his That's way why to he a had gig. the costume. He was on his way to a gig. <laughs> T R Dallas. <laughs> Is there anything that you love doing that you can't do, but you want to do it anyway? If that makes sense, yes, it does. Oh, there's loads of things I uh, because I I like a little. And bit. do you do it like? No, but there's, like, lo- there's loads of things that I I know that even now I think I know a lot of stuff, but I know fuck all regarding certain things. The things that I miss most that I can't do and I'm not able to do is stuff like mixing cement or building a wall. Yeah, but you can do or, that. No, I'm not able to do it. I don't well, you're know. Not, you I, don't, don't I, I, I don't know how to do it. And mm. I often say, fucking hell, aren't they? Isn't that brilliant? Look, Or a guy comes out and he goes, what have you got there? I'm putting down the wabbing pipe for the sewerage for the pipes off the patio. Yeah, you need to have the laser on that. We need to cut down this. You need to get that to cut this and do that and do this and fall, have a fall off. I love learning little things like that. Practical things. Practical. So would you like I'd love to be able to fix my lawnmower, for example. Instead of fucking bringing it into the guy every year to get a service, I'd love to be able to open up the engine, take out the oil filters, do this, do that, and do this, and then go... 
I yeah. just love to be able to fix stuff. I've Clive, I've spoken about Clive on this Legend. show. Legend. He fucking can fix and do everything. It's a fucking, just an honour to be in his presence because the washer's gone on that. Oh yeah, well we'll just split that open we'll put a replacement Yeah, wash. I love people Oh like that, yeah. man. Oh yeah, what's wrong there? Oh, just hanging this. It's broken. Or the, oh, just they can fix. hang picture it, frames. They oh, can, just, just, I can do all that but there's loads of stuff. That would you not like to learn how to do that? Well, I... The wall thing now, tell me, would you like to learn how I'd to... I'd love to... A, a, like a Connemara wall? Uh, no, like a block, a four-inch block. A breeze block wall. A breeze block. Ah, fuck that. Why, why, why would you not build a normal wall like Connemara people have? Because that's just normal. You just put stones. That's not normal. You put... Stones on top of stones. That's you have not, to find oh, the right one. Oh, you fucking ah, mad. Hang on a second. There's little stones, big stones, sideways yeah, stones, upways there's, stones. There's, there's, it's a craft. It's a tradition. I know there's great ways of building yes. walls in Galway in the west of Ireland, Connemara. But what I'm saying is when a load of lads come in with a mixer and they get a couple of bales of blocks and then they just go... <laughs> I, just, I just think stuff like that would be a wealth. A wealth. It would just give me the ammunition that... I, I don't, um, would you... The practical stuff that you do know, because you are a practical man, and it was very heartening to hear you say you take care of the Sunday dinner and not a bother to you. Like I, I, I dream of been of having that kind of confidence. In, in his head, he cooking. makes the dinner, but he doesn't. Yeah. Actually. But would you pass your knowledge onto your boys then? Well, I see them now looking out the wind at me. I brought Rian out there for a bit of manual labour recently, and it was freezing cold, and we were taking the. Dirty old rotten nails off the back of decking before we split it. And how did you persuade him? What did you say to him? I said, see that, get that, see the back of that, see the back of no, that. No, how did you get him out of the house off the Xbox? I just turn off the fucking Wi-Fi. And I said, no, Reen, I need you out here. Come on, come on, everyone out. Dad, I'm playing, I'm just, I'm, Dad, I'm playing Barcelona semi-final Champions League. Well, you see, they, they mostly get into it during the, during the evening time. So I'd say, I'd say, I need you for, a, I need you outside here. I need you outside. So, oh, Dad, seriously, And it was on. even a simple thing of getting the hammer. I said, right, you see the hammer there? You see the back but of the Loved it. See the back of the hammer. Yeah. Now push that in there, bend it, and yeah. you see the way the screw pops. Yeah. And he flies like, off into his yeah, eye and he's yeah. blind. <laughs> no, so he was at that for about eight hours. But <laughs> he got a bit bored after a while. I just those little things, I just think I love being outside getting that yes, bit of do. physical work. Yes, you do. So if I can say, ah, oh, the engine isn't the car didn't start this morning. Pop the hood there, I'll have a look at it. Like, would you love to be I'd love to be able to pop the hood and go. Yeah, the carburetor is a bit blocked here. We'll take yeah. The timing belt is gone. Like the when, timing belt. Would you love now? Say you're driving along and there's a, a nurse after breaking down in a Renault Clio, and she, she's just standing there with the hand on the hip, going, "Oh, what the? Oh, Jesus! I'm trying to phone the boyfriend, but there's no coverage. Would you love just to fucking swing in and go? I'll start that for you now. And she'll go, "How are you, Hector? I'll say, "I love it. I'll have a look at that for you. Oh yes. I'll fix the spark plugs on it." <laughs> Oh. oh, and then I'd be fitting. I think your fan belt has just snapped. <laughs> <laughs> Would you bet on you to work with a fan belt? Remember, women used to do that in the movies time. in the fifties. My time and belt is gone. Gangster films. <laughs> when fellas be on the run to Mexico yeah. with some hua, and she the car would break down, and she'd fucking whip the cacks off herself to stop and, somebody and tie you together with that, and she'd be she'd drive Nicholas into Mexico. <laughs> Nicholas, <laughs> so we're, we're, like. I'd love to be able to, yeah. Uh, I drive people like that, past people like that the whole time. All the time. And I'd wind down the window, I'd be no use to you, and I'd drive on. <laughs> you wouldn't maybe stop and help them with a tyre, even. Would no, you? it's no, like having all the tools that I should. <laughs> no, I, I should. Uh, I really feel that uh, I can learn a lot now, but I really am in awe of people who can fix stuff and who have that amazing ability to do stuff and 
build it and construct it and fix yeah. it and they know how to use it. But that's tools. why we have So that's talks. something that that's, I, what, yeah. that's what, something that I feel You would love to but Yeah, you, I'd love to you, get more practical But do you do anything like for instance like for me I love karaoke but I can't I can't sing but I have to do karaoke no matter where I go in the world. I have to do karaoke. In fact, I've nearly got thrown out of places because of my karaoke obsession. So like, for instance, me and Audrey would be going on holidays and I, we were in New York about two years ago and we were going from a party to a nightclub. But on the way, I saw a big sign down Fifth Avenue for karaoke here tonight. So in we went and it was jam-packed and it was hot and it was... Everything was going mad. There was people singing and next thing I went in and you know how you fill out little pieces of paper and I was like, come on. I was like, Madonna, like a virgin. I love singing that song. So I was thinking in your head that you don't have to be able to sing that song to to do karaoke to it. So I I write it down and I said to you, woman... Look, will we be? Is there a lot? Is there a big queue? And she was like, "Yeah, darling, there's going. There's lots of people here ahead of you. You gotta wait." I said to her, De- "How?" De- Deligram. <laughs> That's s- a job for Deligram. I said to her, "How people. long will I be here?" She was like, "Ages, ages." And you know, she's not interested. I said, to her, you "If I well pay you, I said, if I pay you a hundred dollars, will you let me sing?" No, uh, you will you didn't. put me through? And she was like. Jesus, are you good? And I said, oh, brilliant, brilliant, right? So I'd me, Audrey, this lad that owns bars in New York, David and Samantha, and we were all with him. What were you on? Coors Light or what were you on? Gin oh, we were all evening. It was, it was St. Patrick's Day over there. So we were full as monkeys. We drank Heineken out of green bottles and we were drinking gins and tonics and vodkas and the whole, oh, yes, we were in out, your of element. It, out of it. And... Uh, Audrey went to the toilet and the next thing she says, well, fuck, she says, I was just locking the door and the next thing I could hear, like a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole place thought, Jesus, here is Britney Spears, like going to, like she's serious about it, like she's after paying me on. Well, your one was trying to give me back the hundred dollars to take the microphone off me. She had to unplug. She 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 took out the microphone out of the, the socket. Oh, no, Larissa. All three tried to come and sing with me. I was going up and down. I was rubbing people. I was tying. I was putting the the, the wire around their necks and pulling them into me. And she pulled the plug. She was like, "Enough, honey. Enough." Oh. She was like, "Get out of here." <laughs> Fired us out. The whole lot of us oh. fired out of the pub. I've done it in loads of places. We were in we were in Germany in uh, Hamburg. We were in this tiny little pub, and it was karaoke. And I had the book with me the whole time, going through all the pages. I can sing this. I can sing Kenny Rogers, right? I'd sing this right now. I'd hundred slips written out. Next thing, I'm singing this other family come in and they tried she's one of them started singing and I was like no I've the book I've the book you have to back off it I stop singing right <laughs> so we, me and Audrey are doing karaoke and we're not alone do we sing we bring the whole action on where it's like we're on stage but we're including the audience as well yeah, so they're part of it like pitch you, invasion yeah you can't we don't just stand above the stage like yeah, you, you give it stuff. we get you 10 engage, out of 10 for performance but not for vocal performance is bad so anyway, we're in there singing and the next thing, two cops come in. Me and Audrey thought they were strippers. So we go down 
and they were like two Robocops, big, big box, right, come in. We started unbuttoning the shirts and they're like, no, stop, you know, in the German accent. They, and we are like putting their ties into the, our mouths and pulling them back. And next thing we're trying to get the bat on it. And he's like, no, I'm a, go- I'm a policeman, I'm police. And the next thing we're like, no, you're not. And we're putting his hat on and we're like, duh, duh, duh. And we think we're were grinding and pumping in on top of them and they're like stand back stand back right pure thick right the next thing we found out they came because there was a disturbance that it was a real residential area and because we were going wild singing right? it was absolute carnage, carnage. then then we, we befriended this Indian woman she came in and she started, She said, oh, you're you're good fun. You can do their accent better. You're good fun. She was like, it turns out she was working in the hospital and she was living too far away from the city. So she'd go to this pub at night and she'd stay there while her until her shift started again. So she'd stay there for the night and then she'd go to the hospital again if she was wow. working late. So we've like every picture we have from Dusseldorf or from Hamburg is, is us and the Indian lady. And all exhausted the Indian woman. <laughs> Just in the picture in the background. But like I could, I could be here for wow. the day oh, you're a karaoke we, fiend we went into a place in uh, in Portugal in <laughs> uh, we, near, we got thrown we out Villamora, there we in Villamora was it near Villamora yeah, we yeah, in Villamora yeah. and there was a load of golf fellas in there well I was lying on the pool table with my legs crossed <laughs> the microphone down on top of my mouth roar asking them did they want to come up and sing and I was grabbing boxing on top of me and they oh, didn't know stop. what I was doing karaoke is my absolute like I have to do if there's a microphone and you're allowed to use it I'm on it you know, like, and I cannot sing at all like I mean honestly it's not it's not even that I'm uh, not good it's like I'm absolutely brutal and you do someone see told me really I sang good. in three different chords in one, at one time like I cannot sing at all but I love it and you I, love the performance in Miami I was in a bar in Miami well fuck me I, I asked your man could I have a cordless microphone for this performance stop in traffic excuse me you don't have a cordless microphone do you <laughs> I said I want I want cordless for this I said I need to be able to move and he was like okay yeah no problem the next thing he, he's trying to get the microphone back off me he's like okay one song's enough I'm like no no, and then I was putting it in under different names so they called me up and they wouldn't know it was me. Yeah. Well, well uh, Ronald from Havana. <laughs> That's me. Well, I, and you see, the performance is key because if you get the crowd on yes. board, you don't have even if you're singer. bad at singing and you're eating their buttons and you're pulling their shirts and you're taking it's the their performance. Time, yeah, and you're bumping and grinding on top of them, it's just the best crack ever. So, do you woman. ever like sing or anything or play like music? Karaoke well, Hector was the lead singer in a band. Oh, yeah. But you can Oedipus sing Rex. though. Oedipus X. But yeah, phenomenal ever? Navin band. Yeah, we were phenomenal for about six months. Oedipus yeah. X. Ah, we were top of the. We were Where top of the. Where did she get this Oedipus X from? Because well, we did fucking Latin in secondary school. Oedipus the complex. You Oedipus, know the complex. Oedipus complex. No, like the first like song. Being... B, except you love your mother. Oedipus. <laughs> 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 That's what it means. Yeah, if you're the Oedipus complex, you have a little more of an affinity with your mother. Yeah. Firstborn. Go into the Evergreen, give us a dose of the fucking Oedipus complex, will you? And just <laughs> before you know it, you're. Before you you're know back it, on you're, the breast. You're, yeah, you're back on the breast. <laughs> I love you, ma'am. <laughs> Fuck Crawling dad. Crawling back Fuck up. dad. Let's kill dad. <laughs> Let's kill dad. I get a knife for stabbing him in the face. Fuck dad That's the Oedipus That's complex. a different and complex then, and, and then going into the Evergreen About six months later It's a strong dose 
I didn't need to take one every day. No, I was a lead singer for a while, uh, but karaoke, I can see that. I prefer, when I go into a karaoke bar, and I've been in them on a lot of places where we've, where we've been travelling, I prefer the person who just gives That us, isn't serious gives about us the, it. Yeah, exactly. Gives it socks. Having said that, you do like somebody to sing properly. Oh, no. You really annoy me now after a while. Oh, I'd Get probably off the really stage. I got thrown I out karaoke. at Lizzie's. In, I got thrown out at Lizzie's in, in, a, in Villamora, and I got thrown out at that bar in New York City. Lizzie's in Villamora. Yeah. Huh? She was like, like, enough, enough. She like, was like, you must go now. Like Get the, out. Is that like the Spanish Balamagori? What's that? Balamagori. Balamagori. <laughs> What's the story in Balamagori? Would you like to know? Lizzie's down in Villamora. Lizzie's the place in town. <laughs> I hate. Do you? Uh, karaoke. So would you hate, hate if you saw it on the street, you wouldn't go into a pub with no, it? No, I like just drinking a meal. My favourite place. <laughs> the corner, I like treble whiskey. I, I like just getting into a bar and there's nobody there, and I just fucking I go into the corner of the treble whiskey and a pint of powder and just look at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I hand my phone over to the barman and says, "Shoot that cunt!" <laughs> have you a charger? No, well, burn it, burn it, burn that. <laughs> Imagine up to a lad in the bar going, "Excuse me, have you a charger for this phone?" Yeah, well, fucking burn that charger. <laughs> I what I what I love. <laughs> I, lo- I love going into bars, order and drink. Then turned to the barman and said, I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not here. Did you ever say that? That's yeah. because back in the day that there used to be a public phone mm. in a bar and people would be oh, of fo- course, yeah. people would be phoning the bar. They know you're there. They yeah. know you were there. So I just I love saying that. I'm not here, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Lorita. You are the karaoke queen. Oh, obsessed with it. I'm gonna bring you to karaoke Please one. Please don't. <laughs> What television shows do you remember watching as a kid? Now, apart from, remember, Hector, you used to watch, we all used to watch Dallas and um, the tapes. It was on the news, Lorita, when uh, the episode that, where we were going to find out who shot JR, JR, when the tapes were coming in from America, that made the news. Imagine. They had camera crews out in the airport and they filmed the box coming off the plane with the information as to who shot JR. But I was thinking, what (coughs) television shows do you remember watching as a kid? My mother used to watch Crossroads. Oh, Crossroads. Oh, that became Emmerdale, didn't it? No, it's Emmerdale Farm. Crossroads was the one. They ran all the Crossroads. Between 6.15 and 6.45, Monday, Wednesday, Friday on New TV. And then then Emmerdale came on, but she wasn't at that, but at Home and Away. Oh, yeah, loved. And Neighbours. Neighbours. Na- na- <laughs> it's Coronation Street. <laughs> and then the cat stretched himself. And then right at the end. <laughs> yeah, the cat. All right, Kevin. All right, Sally. Sally, I thought Sally was lovely. Sally was was Oh, and then I thought you were behind the bar and the rovers fucking what's it? Oh no, no, the other one that was on fucking. I get me out of here at Christmas. Oh, Oh, the the red hair. What's her name? And she the leopard. What's her name? Liz. 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 And Liz is married to Jim. She's a tramp. Jim. Jim. I killed people before. I fucking killed her and everything. I want it. Oh, Jim, stop it! Oh, fuck! I will take a Fucking Albert Tatlock. Gail's neck. Oh, I know Gail's neck. Gail's neck was on a separate contract. 
and Sally. I'll Sally. Oh, Sally was a really Sally and Kevin. And Kevin, Reed, Kevin was always stuck it down in the workshop in his eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the crack of his eyes open. Sally. And then we had Reese in the corner shop. And, and Norris. And Norris. Mavis. How do you driving to see? I don't think I'm going to pass Rita. <laughs> of course you are, Mavis. Cop on to yourself. A couple of years I later. I don't really know. <laughs> Years ago, we did that Hang with Hector series. So I hung around with Keith Duffy in Manchester while he was on Coronation oh, Street. Yeah. And I asked him at the thing, I said, can I get in as an extra in the Rovers return? And so we were down at the Rovers return, filming on the street for the day. And then he said, Hector, director says you can come in and have a point in the Rovers for this one. Stop I went, it. Yes. So there's a shot of no me. Way. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Yes. No way. Are you I'm in Coronation Street? You have to get that. I will. I'll find, I'll oh find my it. God, I'll find. That's I'm, standing, I'm standing off in the corner with the pint of beer. And I'm in the shot. You can just see me going like this to another level. And I love the way yeah. they used to pull it. They'd have to pull, find that. They'd pull the arm off the, the points thing when they'd be pulling it. Well, it's not, it's not, uh, it was like a... It's, not, like a, it's, it's not draft, you see. So yeah. it's, it's just kind of a... A pumping action. Yeah, yeah, it's a... You're on about, you're on. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And about something sparked there in your conversation when you said uh, about the junctions and the stations. So, my girlfriend at the time, Dipna, who's now my wife, right. had moved... My girlfriend at the time is now my <laughs> wife at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife... It's getting very And if this deep. is Tommy, you go, who I love very, very much. Yeah. yeah. Bonus points, bonus points. You ever notice yeah. that? Yeah, you, Brownie you, buttons, they're called. You cross them, I'll head them in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> My girlfriend at the time, Dipna, had taken a year off university and I was living on the Aran Islands. I was living on Inishman. So I asked the postman, can I get the double dole? Pat John, could you? Master again, Visha Hogan, Mr. Will, double dole, or come out of Mort. Come out, Hector. Martin Shale Law. Kim Fah, Tom Gold Gideon Basque Country, Tuna Moscow. Oh, wait, 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 that's fine, we'll organise that. So I got the double dole and I headed for the Basque Country. 
And I got the, I got, uh, I told you about that hitching. And, yes, and all that. So when I got to Dun- D- Dublin, I took a bus from Dublin to, and the stations is the funny thing, the stations, train <laughs> stations. I took the CIE bus to Dublin and then I went down on the bus down to Ross Lair. Yes. And I got on the boat to Ross Lair and I went all the way to La Harve. And then I got a train from La Harve to Paris, yes. Père Lachaise, yes. the biggest Père Lachaise, one of the big stations. Right. Oh no, Père Lachaise is the cemetery where fucking the doors is, Jim Morrison is. I stopped to go to fucking see Jim Morrison and Père Lachaise and Louis Pasteur who invented pasteurised milk. Yes. I had a big fucking... What did you going to say was there beside you? I wanted to see Jim Morrison because I'm heavily into the doors. We'll get to yes. that. And, and, you're like, and you're fond of your milk as well. Yeah. I like the doors. <laughs> I like the doors. I like LA woman and a fucking glass of milk. So I went nothing like it. And then I came back to Raiders this. on the star. Into this house we're born. Like a dog without a bone, an actor out on loan. Riders on the storm. The words of every bloody song. Ray Manzarek goes off then on the Hammond organ. So anyway. I did all that and then I had to get back to the main station. Now this station, if you think Houston Station was big, mm-hmm. this was like 450. I got thrown out of French in first year, right? Yeah. All I know is Ue l'Estation del Train and I'm heading to the Basque Country. So I'm looking for, <coughs> it's down near Las Landas, they call it Irun Hendaya. I was looking for Irun Hendaya, which it breaks at Biarritz. There's fucking hundreds of trains and I'm going on. So I go, fine. And I get on the train and I'm heading all the way down through France. And it's about... 13 hours and I'm in the carriage and I've my sheepskin jacket on. What happened? I'd been in nine hours through it in the middle of the night. The front of the train split and the back of the train in the fork of the road. Oh yeah. The front of the train went on it left. How did they fucking do that man? And and the back of the train hooked up with another train and went off on the other fork. There was me with me backpack me me my backpack and me me, me, me uh, sheepskin and I loved it. It looks great. I wake up in the morning. I'll be down here, Beirits. And you, you want you were in fucking Yugoslavia? You know, <laughs> it was nearly Yugoslavia because I woke up. There was snow in the mountains. You were going to the fucking Alps. I was heading for the, the wrong Alps. Fork. Where was the head? I took the fucking. I was sitting on the wrong part of the train. Balls. Halfway through the thing, that man goes, "Le passenger du whatever." Le passenger, you change, you change. And I didn't change. I stayed. I fell asleep. Right. I woke up. I was in a place called Tarbes, T-A-R-B-S. Outside was pine fucking mountains. What country is Tarbes in? It's in fucking France, but it isn't down near Biarritz. No. I I was on my way. This is the fucking truth. I was one step away from Lourdes. I was one station away from Lourdes when I woke up. I was in a place called Tarbes. That was a sign. I hadn't a clue where I was. I didn't know anything in French. I fucking just panicked completely because I was now in the mountains. I got my stuff together. I was there, uh, pour, uh, s'il vous plaît, uh, s'il vous plaît. And you're like, tab, tab, le proximal station, tab, tab. I was going, where the fuck am I? I'm supposed to be down on a surface area down near Biarritz heading for Spain. And I'm up in the mountains and there's snow. I'm going, fuck, fuck this. Like this is back in the day of no fucking mobiles or nothing. So, I'm so I hop off the train in Tarb. What is it night? 
It's fucking eight o'clock in the morning. Oh no! I'm there going, what the fuck? <laughs> my missus is waiting for me. My missus is waiting for me in Bilbao. I'm fucking lost. Oh, like one of those scenes from a movie where the train pulls in and you're not on it, and she's looking over the shoulders of other people, going from side to side. Where going, is he? Where? Who is the actor? Who is the actor? Get the double so, toll spent so on what, the train. So what? I, I might be. I'm on. So I get a load of coins. The first thing I do is I ring me mother. <laughs> Mom, mom, I'm lost. I'm, I'm in fucking tabs. She said, "Where in the name of God are you?" I said, "I don't know, mom, but I'm on my way to Lourdes." And she said, "That's a calling. That's a That's calling. Right. That is a blessing." And she, I said, "I'm one step from Lourdes." Did you go? Did you go on to Lourdes? No, I. Ah. No. No, Tommy. It's a pity you didn't waste no, sleep. No, Tommy. Ah, you have to go to Lords if you have the chance and it, all the invalids in the it was water a, and everything. It was, a, it was a knee-jerk reaction. I just got off the train as quick as possible and I'm sitting on the platform oh. in Tarbes. So I, in my broken French, I said, Où est le train? Où est le train? À Biritz. À Biritz. So, <laughs> cut a long story short. Yes. Seven hours later, Jeez, another train. the short version. And then... <laughs> You sneery f- Don't get me going I'm not going to fall for it What's the long version like I'm not, I'm not going to fall for that I'm trying to paint a picture yes, well, yeah, 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 yeah. You're the best painter picture in the world <laughs> But tell us what for sake I finally I've been in tar for I, half an hour Yeah but I know But it's a fucking train journey Tommy And you didn't bloody go to Lourdes it's a, it's a train journey It takes time yes. <laughs> So I got back on the train That went back the way then And it took the fork in the road And it headed for Biarritz And when Fuck. I got to Biarritz I had to get to a train From Biarritz to Rail Sociedad To Donosti Where Rail Sociedad plays San Sebastian Never mind the fucking details Just get us to Baritz. Yeah, I got, I'm in Baritz now. And then I went to Donosti, which is, and then another couple of hours later, I took a bus from San Sebastian down to Bilbao. And then I got to the train station in Bilbao, uh, or the bus station in Bilbao, and I rang Dipna, and she answered the phone, she and gone. she told me to get in a taxi to go to Getcho. And then I took a, get a, a taxi out to Getcho. And then when I got off of the taxi, and I'll never forget the name of the street, it was called Bidebari, because that's what oh, the Bidi. English the school that I was going to be teaching in. in. And then I got out of the taxi and there was the blonde haired girl from County Clare waving at me across the street. I went there for three weeks and I stayed for five years. And you're married to her now. And I'm married her now. Always, a, wow, Hector. So how much time did your diversion put on your trip? I'd say. It was a long fucking trip anyway. Uh, it was about 18 hour diversion. 18 but, hours? But, oh to, but to, to wake up in the mountains after being having a snooze at four o'clock in the morning, the fucking front of the train heads for Lourdes and the other train heads and for the Spanish border. And must have been waiting for you for ages. Oh, but there was no mobiles or nothing. There was no mobiles or nothing. People just fucking coped and copped on. But I thought it was so cool that I was on the yeah. fucking train going to Spain and I turned, I took a turn for Lourdes. One more stop and I would have woken in the sacred mountain of Lourdes. And you'd never and know then what probably went How are you, Paddy? How are you, Mary? How are you... I have a very similar type story. I remember it was way back. It was the just gone Christmas 91, which would have meant it would have been January 92. <laughs> and I was, had been a long time in Galway and I wanted some adventure in my life. So I don't know how I got the money. I think I might have won a pool tournament in Salt Hill or something that Christmas. I had enough to get me as far as Barcelona. Mm. So I said, well, you know, nowadays you can book a fucking cheap Ryanair flight and you're gone. But back in them days, you had to 
fucking yet to kind of sew the trip together for as cheap as possible. Yeah. So I decided I would fucking because I'd read about this thing being a possibility. If you met a truck driver down in Rosslare who was heading down to the south of Spain, he might be able to give you a lift. Mm. That was loads of stories of that going around Galway. So I got my father to drive me as far as, I wouldn't have been more than 10 or 20 miles the far side of Gory, I'd say. I won't leave you the whole way, Tom, he says. <laughs> <laughs> I let you off here. I let you off here, Tom. Go on, fuck off. That was a real Irish one, eh? I sure here, I let you here. You're fine here. And I was a constant disappointment to me father because I'm not the same type, same type of man as he is. He's a practical fucking, he always copes. He always kind of thought I was a fucking idiot, never able to do anything good for myself at all. <laughs> I remember when the first summer I left school, I went over to England. Work. I came back. I came home with the price of a fucking Mars bar, and this fellas coming home with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of euro. But I never found the right work, so I'm, I want to impress me fucking father. Did he me hear that? I'll hitch. If hitch to Rosslare met no truckers on the boat. What the fuck am I gonna do? It was it a twelve or eighteen hour yeah. crossing back in them days. Overnight, slept on the floor. First time in my life I ever felt fucking seasick. Into the bar anyway. <laughs> Got talking to this. I said, I just have to go to one of these fucking truck drivers. So the third fellow I went up to says, yeah, I'll give you a lift. I said, I'm trying to get to Barcelona. I've, I've, I've work promised. I've done a TEFL course. I was going to teach English. I've work promised. He says, uh, um, he says I'll, I'll give you a fucking lift anyway. Boat pulls into La Havre. The cunt is nowhere to be seen. Uh-oh. I walk off the boat. What the fuck? This is, a, it was at night time now. Six or seven o'clock in the evening. A dark European evening. People of colours that I had never seen before in my life. People speaking languages I'd never fucking heard in my life. Says, fuck it, I'll get the train into Paris, right? I'll, I'll get the train into Paris and I'll fucking arrive there one o'clock in the morning. Go around asking hotels. Is They're all fucking booked up. For some reason I thought you'd be fucking... I've nowhere to stay. So I'm walking around this square near the train station. Uh, nowhere for me to stay. One of the hotel owners that I had been into comes out and says... Uh, you can stay in that room there. But if there's a, if there's a knock on the door in the middle of the night. Oh, Jesus. This is the name to say that you are. And it was a, a kind of an Islamic Moroccan name. And he says, there's a good possibility someone's going to knock on the door and shout who's in there. And this is the name you have to give. Now, I, uh, my only other option was to fucking stay out all night in Paris. I wasn't going to do that. I said, fine, give him the money, up to the room, pull back the sheets. Hadn't been fucking washed in a month. It was disgusting. Oh, yuck. I got on top of the sheets. A bang on the door at four o'clock in the morning. This loud, angry Arabic voice. Who's in there? I fucking gave the name. But I didn't sleep deeply. Got up the next morning. Got information of where there was going to be a bus to Barcelona. 15 hour bus journey. A walk about fucking eight hours across Paris with this fucking bag in me back. Jesus Christ. Eventually find this bus. I'm fucking exhausted at this stage. Get on the bus. I'm sitting beside these African lads. Big, huge, silent, suffering men. Men who are going fucking through something. I don't know where these fuckers are off to, where they're coming from, but they're not having an easy ride of it. Big. He's a big African man and I'm a little man sitting beside him looking at the window for 15 hours. The bus gets stops at the border going from France into Spain. These boys are taken off but they're not allowed into Spain. Bus continues on. Arrives in Barcelona at six o'clock in the morning. I never... F- I felt like Jack fucking Kerouac. <laughs> <laughs> Me travelling life had finally yes. begun. 
and I'd made it. I'd made it as far as Barcelona. Got into the tra- the bus station in Barcelona, then took a kind of I think it was a tube underground to La Ramblas. Yes, and yes. I booked a youth hostel just off La Ramblas, and I remember walking up the steps in the smell of fucking flowers and fresh Heat. air and mm. daylight. Even though it was January, it was warm. It was a gorgeous warmth. Oh, and nice. the colours and everything. I felt, Hola. I'm living. I'm finally, all them years spent on the dole, me after failing the leaving cert, and people thought I'd come to fucking nothing. Well, I'm a legend. I'm in Spain. Barcelona. And it wasn't fucking easy, but I'm here, boys. I am fucking here. <laughs> I had about 25,000 pathetas in my pocket. That was all I had, you know. Went to the youth hostel uh, in a place called Plaza de Real or something like that, just off the Ramblas. Booked into the youth hostel. Felt beautiful, man. In my little room. And I walked out and I'm walking up and down the Ramblas and it's fucking so... People from so many different countries and stuff like that. Um, I see these... There's a crowd gathered around these people, you know, and I'm fucking looking in. And I'm looking in at them and they're doing that thing where they have the pee and the oh, three yeah, cups. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But they're really, they're, they're not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, they're just, they're a bit shit like and they look scruffy North African. They're like, I'm looking at them going, these poor fuckers, you can't even do that right. <laughs> I'm just staring at them, their yellow teeth and busted clothes and they're just, <laughs> and next thing I fucking only realise this looking back on the incident Next thing, I was on the outside of the circle. Then all of a sudden, I'm on the fucking inside of the circle and I have no idea how that happened. And and I'm the only fucking white person there. I remember that in hindsight. It didn't click at me at the time. Mm. And I'm fucking, I'm looking at at this thing, but he's not doing it fucking right. Like, uh, it's really easy to see where the ball is. And and there's times where he leaves the, the cup resting on the pee. You can fucking see it. Like, these cunts, they come all the way... They're from they're from an inferior culture. They come over from North Africa and they think they're fucking great, but they're fucking they, they can't cope in Europe. They're not fucking clever enough to cope in Europe. And I'm looking at these these poor fuckers like. So your, your man is doing the yoke and it's shit, and he, he's asking a fellow over the other side of the semicircle, do you, do you, do you want to play? You know. Then the fella beside me fucking nudges me. Another North African fella. Again, I didn't cop this till afterwards. But another North African fella gives me a fucking dig as if to say, he's fairly shit, isn't he? And I go, he is fairly shit. Now, I haven't slept for fucking two and a half days, okay? (laughs) And I'm a bit fucking exhausted and delirious. And I'm excited with the fresh air and the smell of flowers and being in Spain. (laughs) Anyway, your man comes back to me. Now, I'm looking at the fucking... The, the the pee is resting the, the cup is resting on the pee three cups I can, three cups and one pee and the <laughs> cup is rest. I can see the fucking pee like your man looks at me the guy who's doing it he sees me seeing the fucking pee and then he, he just gives the cup a little flick to cover the pee but I've seen it <laughs> I have fucking I I may not have passed my leaving cert but, but I did you fairly see, well you visually saw you visually yeah, saw I saw it I mean so, I, I did well in did you see it with your eyes I, I did I done well in the drum contests <laughs> I'm not fucking stupid you like saw I it. saw the fucking thing how much so was then, it Tommy so then he says you want to play and I says of course I want to fucking <laughs> play <laughs> because you boys are stupid <laughs> these fucking idiots from North Africa I'm from Navan I fucking know everything <laughs> I can't go. so he said I've 
put my hand in my pocket now. I'd oh. paid 5,000 in at the youth hostels. I only had 20,000 pesetas. 1,000 back in the day was a five. Five pounds was 1,000 pesetas. That's what it this was. This is all my money now. I took out 5,000 pesetas, which was... I 25 quid, Tommy. Yeah, right. Back, this is me. I've been on the door, like in winning pool tournaments. I didn't have fucking much money. I know it was. I took out the five, right? <sighs> and, and then... The cinco, cu- mil, cinco mil pesetas. That's a lot the of money. Cunts the, oh, they saw, oh, they the, saw the rest oh, of the Jesus. money and they said put on 20 you win 40 put on 20 you win 40 the whole load of them and I was looking around what do what do what do, do who, hey? put on 20 you win 40 I saw the fucking pee oh, oh. I saw it with my own fucking eyes I was thinking to myself within a minute I'm going to have 40,000 fucking pesetas I'll be fucking ground I get the 20 oh. I got it there the take lot. that you North African cunt <laughs> you'll not ride me I'll ride you fucking sideways you bastard you. and he said okay which one do you think I saw it and I lifted up oh no and it was gone <laughs> it was fucking gone where did it go they all started laughing at me Hector the North African cunts were all laughing at me you were absolutely you were had, you were hook, hook, line and sinker. You were laughing at me with their fucking you all your money yellow gone. teeth and fucking <laughs> can you describe? Can you describe that feeling, Tommy? That moment when you, he lifted the cup? It was like somebody reached in and just took the heart and soul out of my body oh, and, and threw oh. it into the bin. It all happened so fucking... Yeah. What the fuck did you quick. do? So As, I went into Plath de Real. The cunts were laughing at me. I went into Plaza de Real and I fucking I burst into tears. I just, I had, yeah, I yeah, had no money. I no. had I had a place to stay for uh, three days, I think I'd booked in it, but what the fuck was I going to do after that? So that night, it was the 6th of January, it was King's Day in Spain, which is kind of like their version yeah, of Christmas. Yeah, not today, that is. So what they do, massive they, day. They have a big parade down the Ramblas, <clears throat> and what you have is uh, they throw out sweets <laughs> they, to the children. Well, Rushed. I swear, I picked up more fucking sweets. <laughs> I was baiting you. Get your fucking. I fucking saw that when you cunt. <laughs> Standing on a young kid's wrist on his neck. Get your fucking. Get, spit it out, you cunt. Get spit your, it fucking out. Get your mano off that sweet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, El Noche de Reyes. Uh, oh, so, so what you were gathering so, so I'd, up sweets. I'd sweets. So I had something to eat. Um, I had no money. I can't cope. It's absolutely... So, yeah. <clears throat> you just lost about fucking... What did you do? Okay, so I, I, I went back to the youth hostel owner and I told him that I'd been pickpocketed. And uh, would he let me stay... Uh, there he could see that I'd been crying uh, will you let me stay for an extra week he said okay uh, the Sunday then I had sweets but my heart was broken <laughs> I made back in them days people don't know but back in them days you could uh, phone home and reverse the charges yes mm. do you remember that yeah go on a public mm. phone and the operator would ask the person mm. um would, pay, they, yeah. would they accept the charges? Went to a public pay phone. Like, and what was I going to say to my father? I fucked up again. Will you send me the money to come home? Yeah. Mm. I fucked up again. You're, you're right, yeah. Dad. I am useless. Yeah. Was I going to say that? No. How are you, Tom? Dad, this is an amazing place. I love it. Everything is absolutely fucking fantastic. 
Good luck, Tom. Good luck, Dad. Hung up the phone. What the fuck was I going to do? I went down to uh, the the building site where they were making the hotels for the Summer Olympics. There was a fella from Navin there, John Sheely. I'll never forget the decency he fucking showed me. I used to go out with his sister, Catherine. Catherine Sheely. Beautiful, beautiful oh. young woman. But did you know he was there or did you just run into him when you no, went I, to the site? No, I, I, I'd met him in Navin oh, uh, right. over the Christmas and he oh, said so he, he was working in Barcelona and, the, and he said, if you're ever stuck, come down and I'll give you a dig out. But I'd gone <sighs> over there wanting to teach English. Mm. Yeah, of course, yeah. So I, I didn't have any, only had me teaching English clothes. <laughs> I didn't have me building site clothes. Not that I had <laughs> building site clothes anyway. So I went down to John. John gave me the start and uh, I worked there for six weeks and I earned and I earned and I earned and I earned. And I would say uh, two very quick things. I was walking the Ramblers about Mm. six weeks after the incident and I saw the same types of bastards. Oh yeah. Doing the shit, pretending to be awful. Yeah. And I just stood on the edge of the group watching. Yeah. Watching. American man and his son were on the outside of the group and all of a sudden they found themselves on the inside of the group and I fucking just pushed my way through the crowd so I could be on the inside of the group as well and the man did the same thing the cup resting on the side of the pee and then realising he's made a mistake or making us think that he's yes. made a fucking mistake flicking it over and I could see I could see the Yanks thinking these North African fuckers don't know anything mm. <laughs> we're very clever from America they're not pulled the wool over our eyes and I turned to them and I cleared my throat and I went to say, these boys are having yawn, you shouldn't do that. When this cunt <gasps> just pinched me. Oh yeah. Pinched me on the fucking flesh like that. And I looked and the, he, he would have fucking, if I'd, I'd have been standing there with a knife in my stomach. If, if I'd, he had said If I'd him. fucked this up with them. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, all the so, gang around, the gang. So I said nothing and the Americans lost their money. And that was that. And that was my story. Ah, it's fucking... As I've gone to Barcelona in 1992. Barcelona. I was thinking of wonderful people that I'd met and I realised that the one person I'd love to meet again is me granny. That's oh, such yeah. a warm memory. And what of age her. were you when she died? I was uh, hitting twenty, so she, oh, okay. she was. So you had her good. Yeah, she was only seventy four when she died. Oh. Um, but I have such beautiful memories of the woman that I. I'm not sure what kind of relationships she had with her children. If they'd speak the same way about her, I'm sure they would. But my memories of my granny in that long, Mary Tiernan, are so positive, and I can't think of a better example of goodness in the world than my granny. Now, mm. I, I spoke to my father about her, you know, and my, my father said, oh, she told me a story one day. And I says, what? She says, my father, the day after my father was born, they attacked Pearl Harbour. And that's how he'd always kind of uh, remember his own birthday. Yeah. You know, that, that the day after he was born, they attacked Pearl Harbour. And uh, he said it to my uh, granny one time. The day after I was born, they attacked Pearl Harbor, and she goes, "Just that's strange." I remember the attack, but I can't remember giving birth to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
so, but I remember her as pure goodness. Mm. And if I was to think of an example of pure goodness in a human woman. Yeah. You know, pure goodness now. Not, not w- women you love, like you love your wife or you're very, very fond of your friends. But pure goodness, like. A, a, a woman whose only side you saw was her good side. Yeah, yeah. Because you were a fella, a little boy, and she was your granny. And she loved you. Mm, and granny, she just, but that's what grannies and are. She grannies. Didn't, didn't fuss over me. Just gave me freedom and Absolutely. marmite Absolutely. and jam and have a slice of toast and there's a bit of rhubarb tart that I made. Just pure fucking... I cannot think of a better example of the sacred feminine made flesh you see that? than my mm, own... Isn't that lovely? My yeah. own grandmother. It's the exact same feeling we had with about Auntie Ray a couple of weeks ago. Auntie Ray... Pure goodness. Yeah. Pure, pure, and that's the feeling. I could feel it off you there. Uh, grannies, grannies, even though when you say the word granny, doesn't it have that beautiful granny, granny, all-encompassing word? Yeah, but yeah. I actually think the word granny is a bit thin and there's fuck all. There is fuck all that can bait mamo. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Mamo. Dado. Jajo. Jajo. Mamo. Mamo is just a fucking nail, doesn't it? Mamo, yeah. Because she's a wa- uh, uh, mommy, mommy, daddy. Mom, I don't like mom. Do you like dad? Or is it ma'am? Do you call your, would you have called your mother ma'am? Ma'am. Or oh, mom, 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 mom. Doesn't matter. Mammy, mammy. Yeah, depending on what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, they call me the fool. Yeah. <laughs> they keep them outside. And I suppose. <laughs> and then uh, the question was, is there anyone passed away that you'd like to spend? Who would you like to meet again? I'd like to meet my father again. Would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone a long time. What age were you when he died? Uh, in my twenties. He's gone a long time. He's gone thirty years plus. Uh, I would have liked to have taken his wisdom a bit more and got to know him better than I did because I didn't really get to know him. I suppose at that age you're kind of still. Yeah, twi- I, 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 dis- I disengaged myself from my father at twelve years of age. But which I know there, there was kind of <clears> uh, he, he was fond of a drop, but that would have happened anyway. Uh, yeah, there, there, uh, there I, is a I, thing of being a teenage young fella and just you push away. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I pushed Definitely. away heavily. I, I pushed away. My brothers pushed away, and we we learned how to be independent. And yeah. we grew up fairly quick. And I I look now. I saw a photo. It was funny. My brother sent me a photograph from Denmark the other day, and it was a photograph of him playing soccer with an under twelve soccer team. And there's my father standing to the right hand side of the team, a community games team. No way. And I I, I sat. And I looked at the photo and all, it was all the boys, but I just looked at my father and I said, fuck, he was a good looking man. He had the tash, he had the suit and he was a businessman in the town. And I went, fuck, I could have, I, I would have loved to have more time with that man because he died at 50, 51. Wow. But I would have loved to have swapped some of the stories same that I are, have now. Same as you are yeah, now. Yeah, I would have loved now to given him some of the stories that I have. And for him to see the passion that I have in the guy now, yeah. Yeah. he would have been very proud. I suppose my father, my father. I, I, I'd love to have a pint with your father. Mm. If your father, we could have, Hector, you're, you're, <clears throat> you're the same age now as your father was when he passed. We could meet you, we could meet your father downtown the crane for a pint. Mm. And him 51 as well. Yeah, yeah. Stop be beautiful. Well, yeah, yeah, time, I suppose, yeah. but everyone's situation is different. My father went way too quick and situations were situations, but if I could turn back the clock, uh, I'd like to just sit in a pub. Like, I'd like to go to Dundery or Robinstown or Greca or the Silver Tankard. Or Maisie's near Trim. I'd sit there with my father and I just... I'd hear them story. He was a good man for the crack as well, good man for the guy, and he was a good man for and the for band. And for stories. I, and, and as my mother would say... 
you got it somewhere, and we, I think I got it from both sides of them, the Tume and Navin. What a great amalgamation of two fucking magnificent towns to have parents from. Your mother's from Tume, your dad is from Navin. Oh, that nothing but trouble. And they gave me, <laughs> <laughs> they gave me oh, fucking fuck. all the gifts. The what a, what a All the talents uh, to do what I did. And uh, Lorita, on your side? Um, I think, you know, Again, you're talking about stories. I don't think you appreciate it. Like, say, for instance, my granny or her sisters or I never met my dad's mother and father, you know, never had any experience of them. Like, and I still I try to do it with my dad now and hear stories from when he was young and stuff like that. I think there you go through a large part of your kind of from the eight from the age of eighteen onwards. You don't really want to take any heed of them and you don't listen to those stories. And then when you get into like your thirties, like I'm in now, you're hearing stories of the old times with your mm. dad, and you're like you're kind of sorry you didn't ask more questions Absolutely. when you're younger mm. and you're around your granny. Like again, your granny sounded like my granny. She was just full of love, and you'd go back there and you had no prop worries about anything mm. and she fed you and she gave you she gave you like money and she just and there was just love there all the time yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and uh, just she was a great woman full of full of fun and a great turn of phrase like she'd insult you you know old yes. people have absolutely no filter and they'd say anything like you know they'd be like where you, was she well you <coughs> go away you're faster you'd go you know they'd say anything you what, know. what was her name her name was Annie Brogan. Annie Brogan from yeah. from Knockmore, from Knockmore. her, uh, yeah. From, and uh, the home house is still there, is it? From yeah. Oh my, her, her two sons live there. Wow. So they're two bachelors. Yeah. Did you Did they you go down to your granny's on a Saturday? Went evening, down was? all the time because she was close to my house. Like you'd cycle back maybe after school, or you'd cycle back. Like you'd walk back. You'd always be there. Like you could be there all the time. You grannies know? were great for tea. Yeah. Oh, and she used to always tea. bake as well. She used to always oh, yeah. bake lovely white soda bread and was like that the key? Was apple the, tarts. Oh lord. Yeah, she was always baking. And, she and was, was it? What did you feel when you went into your granny's as a child? That it was always warm. She always gave you red fire lemonade. on eleven o'clock in the day. The tea K red lemonade. She always did that. <laughs> Or she used to have the Calvita cheese. Oh, lovely. With and you'd have one on the box. You'd have Harris white bread and the butter would be oh, as Harris thick. Harris from Foxford. Yeah. Oh, and you get to turn and watch the racing from Newmarket. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to have all that. What yeah. a love and good butter, a good cheese sandwich. But there was as much butter as there was cheese on it. You wouldn't know the difference between On Foxford, white sliced bread for oh. Harris. But here's the challenge now. Oh, my word. Or there was another woman that nope. we used to mind. Yeah, here's the on. challenge. The challenge is for young people in 40 years time to be having those memories of us. I know. And yeah. may we all become yes. great grandfathers and great grandmothers. And in 40 years time when they're doing a podcast on Mars, and <laughs> did, someone says, did I ever tell you about Mamo from Knockmore? Yeah. My my grandmother was a woman by the name uh, Larita uh, from Knockmore or my dad Joe was yeah. uh, Hector O'Huckagon. He was from Navan and he was from Galway and my dad Joe was Tom Tiernan and he lived in Barnet for 69 years. Yeah. That may our descendants have great memories of us oh. and, and may we become great grandparents. Yeah. Absolutely. Be because lovely. Tommy, do you know what you're saying there? <coughs> at half ten at night, <clears throat> when the teenager comes in, he goes, can I put on a pizza? And we, of course you can put it on and put a pizza. Put the fucking pizza on and have yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Because that's what our grannies gave us, didn't they? That's what they found. Yeah. Do you know, there should be no obstacles. There should be love. There should be happiness. There should be warmth. There should be, oh man, that's a great point. Can you imagine? Dajo. Dajo, Xmomo. 
Well, everybody, that's the end of this week's episode. Thank you very much uh, for listening and we'll see you down the road. We have to say congratulations to Mick Constantine. Oh, yes. For having a number one. Last Thursday was a roller coaster on the podcast because we released the single all in aid of the Mayo Roscommon Hospice and it rocketed to number one by lunchtime last Thursday. Kids Jensen, number one with a bullet. Yes. We were number one in the Imagine, country. Imagine, yeah. We, and people can st- continue to continue listen to, to it, obviously. Yes, and just download them. And Mick Constantine, it's brilliant. Yeah, fair play to Mick So if you haven't heard the song, it's on iTunes, Mick Constantine, the Tommy and Hector show, the Rita Bruce song. It's, it's 99 cent and everything, all the money goes towards the Mayo and Roscommon Hospice, which is where Larita works. And we have to sing the fucking, I, I, I was going round the house with Tommy's Tremendous Glass, glass of Whiskey. whiskey. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Classic. Well done. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll Cheers, see guys. you next see you week. Soon. Yep. Well, there's lads listening in Cameroon, in Yemen and Iran, Ecuador, Panama and out in Kazakhstan. Well, don't forget to check your prostate, even your man listening in Kuwait. And Amazon tried too good to be true, and Hector has a crow to pluck with you. Taking sleeping pills that look very dodgy, you're a nice morphine suppository. A full O'Donnell's pack of crisps out on your own, and trying to find PJ Cullum Larry's home, going camping. On Connemara's coastline, it's our yeshtayata anamorabani kind. Hector trying to get a sing song going, but he feckin' look like Hulk Hogan. A big shout out to Knockmore GAA and the one and only Auntie Ray. Well, lads using robots when they get frisky, and Tommy's tremendous glass of whiskey. Hector telling stories like no one can. Queen looked all to him with in Inish man Larita out shifting lads on the piss do a twirl before you step into her office well it's some show but sure you already knew it the tommy and hector podcast with larissa blewett hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.